You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. Welcome into the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. I'm Grant McCauley. He's Jake Mastriani. We come to you after another Braves victory. Make it 12 in a row for Atlanta, the longest winning streak in Major League Baseball. It belongs to the Braves, and a couple of weeks ago, that didn't seem like something we were going to be talking about anytime soon, but the club has really put it together unbeaten now, moving through the month of June after uh, thumping the Washington Nationals by a 9-5 score on Monday night, though, Jake, this was a bittersweet one because Ozzy Albies, the news out of this one, a fractured left foot. Let's start with that. We'll get to everything else afterwards. There's a lot to get into in this game, but that's the news from this one that is obviously troubling for the Braves and for Braves fans everywhere. Yeah, it's unfortunate that the Braves win 12 in a row, and the biggest story is Ozzy Albies fracturing his foot. But this is why Alex Anthopoulos went out and traded for a guy like Orlando RC and signed him to keep him around buying out his arbitration years so you know you have a guy who is major league ready he's capable of being a starter he's not going to replace Ozzy Albies you're not just going to find somebody who's going to do that but I think he will at least you know hold things down and you know I don't know I don't we haven't given a timetable for Ozzy but you know obviously you know with the fracture there's a possibility that he could come back but yeah I just hate to see it for Ozzy who is a definite leader of this team and just a spark plug when he is going. Um, so really just hate to see it for Ozzy. One of the best players in the game is on the field and off the field as well. Yeah. One of the best players, one of the best guys you'll hear that from all the teammates that he has had in Atlanta throughout his time there. Obviously it's been brief, but he's made quite a big impression. He's a big part of what the Braves have done, including being part of a world series winner in 2021. And now it looks like the Braves got to be without him for a period of time, but we're going to get into that. We'll talk a little bit more about Ozzy Albies. And of course, we're going to go through everything that happened on this night as the Braves hit five home runs and beat the Washington Nationals by a 9-5 score. We'll jump into it in a moment. want to remind you, though, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube to the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. We appreciate you. If you already have, if you haven't, what are you waiting for? Go ahead and click that bell. Enable those notifications. Get alerts every time we drop a new episode. And if you're looking for more great Braves content, including every episode of this postcast, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts. And, uh, so, Jake, putting the Ozzy Albies injury aside, that is the tough news on this night. This is a team that continues to do the things that it needs to do to win baseball games. Lots of two-out hits, lots of two-out runs batted in, lots of home runs on this night. And this was one of those games where, it, and you and I talked about this a lot, the offense was going to need to pick up the pitching staff, whether that's the starters or the bullpen, on multiple nights, and this is what this offense has come to do here in the month of June, and that is a great sign for the Braves because offense was supposed to carry this club a long way this year. Yeah, and the offense was great in this one early on, three in the second, three in third, kind of set the tone. Things got a little dicey there in the middle, which I'm sure we'll get into, but uh, yeah, clutch hitting Dansby again. I mean, it seemed like we're talking about him every postcast that we do now, but just unbelievable clutch hitting two out clutch hitting in this game and you know look Josiah Gray got scratched from this game yep I honestly thought this was the game that the the streak might end because Josiah Gray is really good against the Braves in his young career I haven't don't have a lot of trust in Ian Anderson right now but Gray, Gray gets start because of the rain delay and the Braves go to work against a guy who probably wasn't thinking he was going to be starting today so 
again, that phrase, taking care of business, doing what this team is supposed to do. The offense comes out, like I said, makes a statement early. Things get shaky. And then what I love is that they come right back and answer yep. right back, put some more runs on the board, create some separation there, and allow Snicker to not have to use his best weapons out of the bullpen, which is always yep. huge. Yeah, it all kind of came together in a way that it did look a little bit dicey in the middle, but uh, the Braves were able to navigate through that on the strength of, by and large, the offense, but also some key work out of the bullpen. We'll talk about that in a moment. Let's get into the line score from today's game. Uh, it's game number 62 of the year, game one of three in this series against Washington as the Braves go out and start a six-game road trip starting with Washington, but also will include a stop in Chicago later this week. Uh, for the Braves, now 35-27. and 27. They are eight games over 500, five games out of first place. The Idle Mets uh, will begin a series on Tuesday, but the Braves able to pick up a half a game by winning their 12th consecutive contest. Nine runs, 10 hits, no errors, six men left on base for Atlanta. Uh, for the Washington Nationals, now 23-40. First team, I believe, in the National League to drop to uh, the or to cross the 40-loss plateau this year. Five runs, 10 hits, no errors, eight men left aboard for them. The winner in relief, Dylan Lee, his first major league victory, 1-0. Erasmo Ramirez takes the loss, drops to 1-1. No save in a game that lasted three hours and 15 minutes following a one-hour and 33-minute rain delay and a crowd of uh, allegedly 20,571 were on hand to see it. I feel like the 571 might be pretty accurate, and most of those seem to be Brace fans by the time this thing was over uh, because there was uh, quite, a, uh, quite a few highlights in this one, and the Braves seem to be getting <laughs> – more than their fair share of cheers. I mentioned as well, five home runs in this game. Travis Darno is seventh. Marcel Ozuna, his 11th. Adam Duvall is seventh. Dansby Swanson, home run number eight on the year. And let's talk about the man who got the curtain call from the Braves faithful in the eighth inning. Michael Harris, the second first major league home run, Jake. I know you and I are not alone in saying first of many for this kid who has made quite the impression upon coming up from double A Mississippi. He has, and I think it's fitting that it's an opposite field, left center blast, because that's where he's just absolutely been crushing the baseball, getting some line outs, unfortunately, in that left center gap. This one, he takes care of it, puts it over the wall out there on a pitch that was off the plate away, which just shows you the strength that this kid has. You know, everybody's been talking about, you know, that's the last tool to come for him is the power. Uh, that was some pretty impressive power right there. Again, a pitch off the plate away, he takes it the other way for a home run. So yeah, really glad to see him kind of get that monkey off his back. Not necessarily that it was putting pressure on him. The kid's been good even without the yeah. home run balls, but you know, getting that first one's a, a big deal. So happy to see that for him. And yeah, the curtain call on the road, that was certainly a great thing to see there late in the game from the Braves fans. Yeah. A lot of fun. You don't see too often that a visiting player gets a curtain call. And that one was kind of funny because the Braves dug out, there was no silent treatment. There was no you know special, uh, thing going on for them in the dugout when Michael Harris came back in, but there was a an audible chant of Michael, Michael, and the next thing you know, he's on the top step of the dugout and he's got the helmet off. So be that as it may, he'll never forget it. Your first home run, and as you mentioned, he hit it off what I thought was a pitch that was well off the plate and showed he's got that good opposite field power. And this is a kid that I think that's going to do things with the glove and of course with the with the stick. And uh, congratulations to Michael Harris on his first big league home run. We'll talk a little bit more about the things that went on in this game, including what did not go right for Ian Anderson. First, though, I want to tell you about Athletic Greens, because right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day, that's it. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network 
Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Uh, on the mound for the Braves in this one was Ian Anderson. You mentioned Josiah Gray got scratched because he had already gone through, I guess, his entire pregame warm-up pretty much to get ready, and then the game was delayed for 90 minutes, so you don't want to send a young arm back out there, risk that injury. And Ian Anderson had not gotten quite as far, I think, in his pregame rituals and was able to start this game for the Braves. Uh, first three innings looked looked pretty good. The fourth inning, he started to run into some base runners. The fifth inning, things just started to uh, come unraveled for him. A bunch of base runners, and he was out of the game. And Dylan Lee came on and I think did an excellent job of bridging this gap for the Braves in this one. We can talk about Ian and his struggles if you want to for a moment, but I just wanted to go ahead and you know circle Dylan Lee's name as one of the kind of the unsung heroes in this game for the Braves because, as you mentioned, in this 12-game winning streak, you thought maybe – on a night Josiah Gray pitches that things could go wrong. But, hey, if your starter doesn't pitch well, things could also go wrong. And even the Nationals, a club so far under 500, could sneak out a win, and that would end the Braves' winning streak. Yeah, unfortunate for Ian Anderson. Coming off a, a pretty good start against an A's team who, to be honest, is one of the worst offenses in baseball. So, you know, you take that for what it is. But comes back after that. Who knows what the rain delay may have affected a little bit there. I don't know. I'll give him a little bit of a pass. But still – like I said earlier, I don't necessarily trust Ian Anderson at the moment, especially that second and third time through the order. The walks, you know, are a problem. That just can't happen, especially when you have a six-run lead. I don't care if it's Juan Soto in the box. He hits a homer, it's six to one. But you can't you can't walk batters right there in that situation. And Ian just struggles with that too often. So you know, gets himself in trouble. But big moment for Dylan Lee, who seems to be carving out a spot in this bullpen right now. I honestly didn't want him to come out of the game, and I understand, you know, why Snicker did pull him, but I thought he was just rolling right there. I would have kept going with him, but he looked really good in this one, got the Braves out of that jam in the fifth inning, limiting the damage there, and was able to give him a couple more innings as well. So great stuff there from Dylan Lee. And then, yeah, I already talked about it, but the Braves offense, you know, extending that lead. So you didn't have to yep. go to Minter and, and Jansen in this one. You can go Chavez and Will Smith to finish it off. Yeah. And a couple of those names that you mentioned might have been kind of off limits, uh, you, you would imagine, unless there was some crazy long extra innings game that you want to stay away from on this night. And that uh, Kim, Kimley Jansen and AJ Minter might have been the couple of arms that you just really didn't have to go to. So even bigger for Dylan Lee and the rest of the Braves bullpen to be able to shut things down and keep the Nationals off the board for the most part, other than the one run allowed by Lee and then the Braves offense able to tack on and make it a more comfortable nine to five final margin. But Ian Anderson's final line in this one, four innings, six hits, four earned runs, four walks. As you mentioned, those are a little bit problematic and only three strikeouts for him chased in the fifth inning. I went back and looked because it felt like he had at least been getting the Braves to that point on a pretty good basis. And this is the first time since his first start of the year that he failed to go at least five innings in a start. So as you mentioned, Maybe it's a rain delay. Maybe give him a little bit of a pass there, but you would like to see him clean up the walks. That is something I'd noticed in his last two starts, including the one in Colorado, where I know he got you know hit around a little bit in that one, but it, you know it's Coors Field, so I'm not inclined to make too many big judgments on that. He was throwing a lot of strikes in that start. He threw a lot of strikes, I felt like, in the Oakland start as well, just not quite as crisp against the Washington Nationals on this night. Uh, as far as the Braves' offense is concerned, how about Dansby Swanson? You mentioned we talk about him seemingly every night. He had four runs knocked in. They all came with two outs. He had a big two-run homer. He had a two-run single that helped get the Braves a nice, uh, good lead for Ian Anderson to work with early on. But 
uh, this is a guy that just continues to come up with big plays and in big moments for the Braves. And when you lose a player like Ozzy Albies, who, again, if you're, you know, just finding this out, a fractured left foot, that means I would say lim- at least a six to eight week, you know, optimistic recovery time for Ozzy Albies to be back. That means over the next couple of months, you're going to be leaning even heavier on Dansby Swanson to kind of be the anchor in that infield. Yeah, and I mean, again, so big tonight in key situations. You had second and third, one out, Acuna strikes out, and Dansby comes up, two outs, laces the ball up the middle, drives in those two runs, which is key. And then the home run that he had later in the game, you know, 3-2 count, takes a fastball mm-hmm. down and away and squares it up out to center field. Just an unbelievable swing to get that much power on that pitch. So, I mean, I, again, I tweeted it out. I, I'm out of adjectives for this guy and what is what he is doing <laughs> right now. I mean, he is just incredible at the moment. He can do no wrong. Even when he doesn't hit it right, he's gotten a couple of big bloop hits. He's in the three RBI single he had the other day on a bloop hit. So, uh, look, ride it while it's hot. Who knows how long it'll last? Hopefully it lasts all season. And this is a season that Dansby's good, you know, from mostly the beginning outside of those first couple of weeks, you know, all the way through. So yeah. would love to see that for Dansby either way. I mean, he has been the MVP of this team for the past two plus months now. Yeah, you and I are in complete agreement on that. And it really, as you look at it, we're coming up in about a week or so. Dansby Swanson, after that first couple of weeks, April the 20th, he had really struggled. He was striking out about 50% of the time. The numbers simply weren't there. But beginning on either the 21st or 22nd of April, he has gone on a prolonged hot streak and has come up with big hit after big hit for the Braves and been part of many of their rallies throughout this uh, 12-game winning streak now. It's just more of a testament to what he brings to this club. And he's doing it, I think, for the longest sustained period of time in his career. He's had some peaks and valleys before throughout some seasons, but this would be about the hottest that I've seen Dansby Swanson at any time in his tenure with the Atlanta Braves. Five more home runs in this game. Talked about those earlier. Good to see Marcelo Zuna uh, get into the swing of things with the power bat. Travis Darno as well. Adam Duvall, another home run. He's been red hot. Swanson and, of course, Michael Harris we already talked about. 27 home runs here in this 12-game win streak, Jake. 13 of those with two outs. So we're seeing them squared up at a, in a timely fashion for the Braves, and we're seeing some big hits that are coming with – you know, the situations that the Braves were really struggling in over the first probably five or six weeks of the season, that has changed mightily in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and a lot of those home runs early in the year were all solo home runs, right? And so now they're getting, you know, runners on base for those and coming up in big moments. So it's nice to see. This is the offense that we were hoping to see. And we talked about it earlier in the year, you know, maybe there is a change in the baseball, and I still think there is, but <laughs> we all assumed once the weather heated up a little bit, and it was hot today here, I know where I am, and yeah. uh I know not there. They're not here in Atlanta, but you know the weather is is heating up a little bit. And I think we're starting to see some of that. I think that's playing with Adam Duvall. Four home runs in June already. He had two home runs in April and May combined. So I think that's part of it. We're starting to see this this offense clicking uh, again, like we thought they would, and it's it's a lot of fun to see. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Twelve consecutive victories for the Braves. We'll look to make it a lucky number thirteen in Game Two of this series on Tuesday. We'll get you set up for that first, though. I want to let you know that betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including the NBA Finals, NHL Conference Finals, MLB action, as well as the latest fighting news from MMA to UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. You can head to betonline.net on your computer or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, starting the game on Tuesday for the Atlanta Braves will be Max Freed, 6-2, 264 ERA, 
We thought coming into this series he'd be facing Steven Strasburg, but he will not, as Strasburg was once again placed on the injured list. They haven't given a full rundown on what exactly is going on with Strasburg. He is undergoing some tests after feeling some discomfort, trying to throw a bullpen to get ready for this start. Uh, Jake, I guess we can't really preview much of what the Nationals are going to be throwing out there at the Braves. We know they've struggled to find arms and to win games, obviously, this year. The Braves are sending their best to the mound and looking to make it 13 in a row behind a very, very locked in, it feels like, Max Reed. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, this will probably be the time where it ends because I feel like it's the game that the Braves should not lose. You got Max Reed on the mound. Uh I can't imagine Josiah Gray is going to come back and pitch. Strasburg was supposed to pitch. He's not going to be there. And who knows what's going to happen with Juan Soto, who left this game late. Looked like he possibly was injured as well. So that would be an a huge loss for them. So I feel like this is the game on paper. The Braves have to win and should win with their ace on the mound. Yeah. You want to see Max Reed go for win number seven. He'd be looking to match Kyle Wright, which I believe would be up there. If not right at the national league leader, it should be in a tie for second most in the national league, depending on how things have, uh, have settled out over the last day or two, but either way, the staff victory title, if you want to call it that, has been up for grabs between Kyle Wright and Max Fried, and I would love to see them battling back and forth all season long and winning as many games as they can for the Braves. And that, of course, includes Tuesday in Washington, 7.05 p.m. Eastern time, first pitch at Nationals Park as the Braves look to secure their 13th consecutive win and a series victory, those are important, against the Washington Nationals on Tuesday. Thanks for joining us on the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. He's Jake Master. I'm Grant McCauley. It was night for the Braves as far as the win is concerned. Some rough news, though, for them. It's Ozzie Albies with a frank foot. Going to be out for a while. Braves, though, did make it 12 wins in a row, though, for 13 on Tuesday after their 9-5-3 over the Nationals on Monday night. We look forward to coming uh, to you again after another Braves win on Tuesday. And until then, so long, everyone.